Welcome to the Mindful Personal Training Podcast with Dr. Clint Cepeda. Dr. Cepeda will discuss all the issues you face when losing weight, creating effective exercise design, and training with intensity. Dr. Cepeda is a health and exercise science researcher specializing in obesity, program design, and mindful behavioral changes. Be sure to stop by drclintcepeda.com for more information. And now, here is Dr. C. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, boy. We are season two, full swing. Season two with episode three. That's what you're listening to right now. And once again, humbled and grateful. We'd like to give a great shout out to the people from Des Moines, Iowa for dropping the podcast in their earbuds or their wireless earbuds or whatever they're listening to. Thank you so much, guys. Midwest love. We love it. Last time it was Chicago. Now Des Moines. I mean, we're just going to overtake the Midwest. That's a good work ethic. So I can appreciate that. This week, we are taking a look at what's real muscle and how to train for it. Now, guys, a lot of things are out there to tell you what you need to do to have big muscles and this is what you need to do and you should train like this and this program works for that. And guys, if you want the big biceps and ladies, you want the slender thighs and really muscular looking glutes, flat stomach, blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you this much. You have to understand that muscle is one of those things in the body that you're constantly going to chase till the day that you unfortunately die. It is something that you need to create, grow, and maintain, and it is a lifetime commitment. It's not something that you want to have muscle now in your 20s and 30s, and then you have a family, raise a family, and you turn around and, eh, you know, I don't want to hit the gym anymore. Well, there's going to be severe declines with what your body looks like inside and outside, and it shows. And then when you want to get back into it with all the previous muscle that you created and you grew, but that's just life, right? But it doesn't have to be like that. As a matter of fact, real muscle, if done correctly, can last you a lifetime. And the benefits are just exponential, And the way you look, even your 40s, 50s, and 60s and 70s, if you maintain muscle growth that you've created in the past, it's going to show and you're more healthy for it. Now, here at the Mindful Personal Training Podcast, we don't believe that age and what you look on the scale and all these numbers that are so arbitrary that they just fluctuate all the time that it should dictate and define you. That's not what we believe. What we believe, piece by piece, mental fortitude will push you through to whatever you're trying to do, regardless of your age and what your fitness level is. You have to have the right mindset. And we talk about that, of course, all the time. So what is real muscle and how to train for it? Well, it it is a deep conversation. Once again, we, we don't try to get too deep the weeds here, but you have to look at muscle as a skeletal muscle versus involuntary muscles. Now, muscles are not just what you see with a tank top on. You see the bicep and the tricep and the nice shoulder head, and and that's great. But there's involuntary muscles, too, that you also can train that you can never see. But for our purposes, we'll concentrate on skeletal muscle because that seems to be the easiest thing, and that's what the podcast is about. And second, you got to take a look at your time frame. I'm going to tell you training for muscle and having muscle, it takes a long time. Now, if you're looking for the quick fix, there are many, many shortcuts that you could do. There's many, many shortcuts that are illegal or illegal. There are many shortcuts that will shorten your lifespan. I can promise you that. 
But if you take the long approach and you take the slow and steady approach, you will have quality muscle that will last you way until your 40s, 50s, 60s and beyond. And then finally, what are the major benefits of having lifelong muscle? And there are many, and I'll cover just a few and and not to get too, once again, too detailed about it, but the benefits of having muscle can help you when you are crossing the street. And we'll get into that later. So what is real muscle and how to train for it? Well, real muscle right now, you can break it down. We'll focus on the skeletal part, part of your muscle. The involuntary muscles are muscles like your heart. And that needs to be trained as well, but they just work automatically. You don't have to consciously keep your heart pumping, but that is a muscle. But the skeletal muscle is the muscle that everybody talks about. Your biceps, your triceps, things that are connected to the bones to make them move. And you have a biomechanical movement uh, when you are moving consciously your muscles. And sometimes uh, when you think, well, sometimes the muscles move and that's a twitch. That's a nerve thing, not a muscle thing. And something's happening with your nerves and it's creating a twitch. And that's a whole other subject. Focusing on skeletal muscle, they are numerous and you really just hear the big ones, right? You hear back or the region of the area, chest, pectoris major and minor. You hear your quads, four muscles that make up the thigh muscle that are attached to the, uh, or that are located in the femur region. You have your calf muscles, gastroc and, and your soleus. And then you have your feet muscles. There's there, your hand muscles are there as well. Forearm, biceps, triceps, shoulders, which is deltoids broken up to three different heads, trapezius, which is a big muscle, neck muscles, facial muscles, and everything that is attached to the skeletal frame. But for our purposes, the skeletal muscle is what you're lifting weights for primarily, Lifting weights does help the involuntary muscles like your heart. But if you're talking about just purely what your weight training is trying to do and what you're mostly focused on is, of course, training with weights and creating muscle growth. Now, skeletal muscle needs to be stimulated. And how you do that is you change the way the cell reacts to external stimulus, which is weight training. And that's as simple as I can make it. When you lift on a cellular structure and a cellular base level, you are changing the cells to either grow and adapt and then eventually tear the muscle for new muscle growth to create new muscle and a new muscle fiber. Your muscle fibers that you're born with are the muscle fibers that you have for the rest of your life. How you dictate the growth and the decline of those muscle fibers are entirely up to you. Now, most of you tuned into the podcast because of the fact that weight training is important to you as it is to me. When you are lifting the weights, the skeletal muscle that you have is what you're trying to grow. And how you notice that is, of course, you start to get a little bit bigger. On a cellular level, the muscle fibers will grow. Kind of take a look at it as like fiber optics that come to your house with your cable and your your wireless internet. You open up that wire that comes underneath that cable on your ground and you'll see tons and tons of little fibers. Well, the same thing can be said when you open up your muscle, there's tons and tons of little fibers that are in there that contract and they create a cellular power, if you will. Not to get too detailed, but you can talk about mitochondria, you can talk about amino acids and protein and such, but let's just stick with the basics. That's what you're doing when you're lifting weights. You're creating a cellular change in your fiber, in your muscle tissue to create growth or to create endurance to that muscle and you're having it conditioned or being trained by an external load, which is 
weight training. Now, weight training can be different types of things. We talked about it on the podcast. Weight training can be body weight. It can be external weights like barbells and dumbbells and and weighted plates. But what you have to consider is you have to use all those different types of methods. It's not one method that will max all. If you've seen some of my training, And some of the clients that I've trained over the years is that it is a plethora. It's different every time. It's not about muscle confusion per se, but it's about creating a non-boring training routine about maximizing what you can do with the muscle and making sure that in any given time, if you feel like I'm not really feeling pushups this week, then I want to concentrate on dumbbell presses for the next three weeks, then you can do that. You have the knowledge to do so. You never want to paint yourself in a little corner and stick specifically on one exercise and one routine. You'll never grow. You'll grow a little bit with all things being equal, but at the time, your muscle and your body is way smarter than you think, and the cellular change will eventually stop because there's nothing left to adapt to. So if you're taking 135 pounds on the bench press, and I just use that all the time, it's the simplest thing we can talk about, and you're laying down and that's what you're pressing, if this is your first time training with 135 pounds, then yes, you are going to see a cellular change. Now, over time, your body and your muscles are so smart that the cellular change doesn't light anymore because it's too easy. That's why we keep adding weight. You'll see the fellas in the gym add weight because we call that a progressive load. Progressively, the load gets heavier and heavier and heavier. A great thing that you need to watch is probably some strongman competition or the world's strongest man. And you see the progressive loads that they they deal with. They'll start off with a certain weight and then you add something. So that is actually what a progressive load looks like. In your case and in your world, a progressive load in your local gym may be taking that pin and going from 50 pounds to 55 pounds or 65 pounds, whatever you can handle. It's a trial and error for each person. There's no rule book saying that, okay, you stay at 50, you know, you got to bump it up 10. Not necessarily especially if 50 was way easy. So your skeletal muscle needs to have that stimulation for that cellular growth. It's a tissue. And over time, which is really, really long, it takes a long time to create muscle growth. One thing that is hardly talked about, especially when I'm reading articles and and things such, is that you have to look at the age. So for instance, when I'm looking at a 23-year-old you know, just great in shape type of college athlete and they're pushing themselves and the muscle fibers look great, then they've been training for a while. Now, they may look a different way depending on how hard they've been training, how long they've been training and what they're training for. If you started weight training at, let's say, 14 and you're 23, that's a long time. It's almost about 10 years, about nine years of training. That's a lot. Now, you're at 23, nine years of training, you get into adulthood, you train again, you're 33. That's, you know, you keep adding the time, but once you put in the time, you'll see that the body will change. Now, the reason I bring that, we talk about muscle maturity. Your muscles are so brand new when you're a baby. And as you get older into middle school and high school, and even in some people and some athletes in college, the muscle maturity is still not there yet. It depends. It's a genetic thing. It's an environment thing, right? But as you get older and you create a good foundation of all the things we talked about, weight training, mindset, proper meal planning, and cardiovascular, you take those four pillars you started when you were weight training at 14 years old, 15 years old, and you carry that on, the muscle maturity and the strength, you will be stronger in your later adult life, if that's what you're going for, than you were when you were younger. Because now you have trained this muscle 
whether it's your chest muscle, your back muscle, you're doing deadlifts, you're doing squats, you've trained the muscle over time to react to these loads that the power in your muscle fibers are ready. When you're younger, they're not because the growth isn't there yet. But over time, the cellular growth in those muscle fibers will contract. So think of it this way. If you were just an avid lifter and you wanted to concentrate on deadlifts at 18 years of age. Now, this is just an avid lifter, nothing, nobody professional, nobody actually using it as a entrance exam to your next college or university you want to play for, but just an avid lifter and you're deadlifting. Over time, it's up to you how you want to maximize that muscle. But if you take that deadlift or whatever you're trying to train and you're lifting and you're lifting and you take a look at the numbers and the plates that you're lifting, eventually you're going to have a breakthrough. Now, all things being equal, you're not injured, you're eating and resting properly, and you're doing the right technique, it will eventually reach a max, but you're not going to reach that max at 23 years old. Honestly, in my opinion, you're not going to reach that max at 33 years old. Once you get into this 35, 40 range, you know, barring any injury and all things being equal again, you know, you'll realize that I actually am stronger in my 40s and my late 30s than I was in my early 20s. That's because you gave it time. You gave your body ample stimulus to push certain weight. Of course, if you're pushing and a weight as an early 20 year old and you're starting at 15 pounds with the dumbbell presses, you eventually should reach up to that 70, 80, maybe even 90 when you're in your mid thirties. If you never took a break, if all things being equal, injuries are here and there, but they're minor and you're properly getting rest, water, the whole thing. Because as a mid-30-year-old man, or even a female, your strength quotient is still great. 30 is a young age. And as you go further and further, the benefits, they're so great that when you take a look at what you can do and how you can do it, you wish you could have been lifting that way when you were younger and just to see what your strength quotient is now. It does take time. And it's always going to take time because when you look at lifting weights, life is there for just everybody just thinking that they just don't have time. Life will always be there. So some weeks you may not train. Some weeks you may be injured. Some weeks you may be traveling. That's why it takes time unless you make it your career. And that's why, you know, professional bodybuilders look the way they do. That's their career. They take, I mean, they take the time. Now, not everybody is a professional bodybuilder, but if you're an avid lifter, you can still see great benefits. Absolutely. So what are the major, major benefits of having lifelong muscle? Well, for one, you can go ahead and extend your life. Now, as you age, life once again is there. It takes over. For some of you, your life has been nothing but short snacks, box cookies, things of like that because you started having kids. Males need to be faster. Males need to be quicker. Males need to be so fast that you need to feed on the run. And you fell into that trap. Everybody goes through it. The problem is, is that if you have created a great muscle foundation, those type of habits will not affect you as those who did not create habits when they were younger. Now, will muscle change and will it look a little bit softer as you age? Yes, but once again, that's a genetic thing because depending on whether you have been in the sun and depending on what your uh, nationality is, 
Muscle tone and the way it looks, everybody's a little bit different. And as you age, everybody falls victim to that. If you create great muscle foundations, not only will you still look great compared to your peers when you are wearing a t-shirt or you're at your favorite beach or your favorite water park, it shows. It shows that you are still in shape and still have that fitness acumen that you can still lift accordingly. Now, can you lift as heavy as you want to before? I don't know. Maybe interest rate could take over and people's mindset changes to what they're trying to train. But the benefits can be aesthetic. Now, the benefits internally, they are great and phenomenal, and it's too long to list them here. But as far as internally, all things being equal again, you're not a heavy drinker, not a smoker, don't do drugs. Lifting weights will make you feel like your body can still take on the day. You don't drag on as you age. Now, kids will grow up and they will go ahead and take a lot of your time exercising and creating lean muscle tissue that lasts you a lifetime. You can still keep up with them. And you can see it shows. You can see some parents that actually have created fitness and health and weight training and cardiovascular as a part of their life. And to some degree, they look exactly the same and older as they did when they were younger, when they had kids. And the reason I say that is because when you look at the aesthetic portion, you look at skin tone, you look at the water intake, wrinkles and all that, that's going to happen. Doesn't matter how much weight you lift, the wrinkles will be there. Is it going to be there because you aged yourself with all kinds of bad and chronic habits or it's just natural age and that's fine, but you've kept yourself healthy and moving since your teens. That's a question you're going to have to ask yourself and how you look. Now, what I don't buy into is this acceptance of dad bod. I don't buy into that. Um, The reason why is because just aesthetically, that's unhealthy. When you look and take a picture of side profiles from the back and in the front, and it's not aesthetically pleasing. Now, I'm not talking about what is aesthetically pleasing for your wife and what is attractive for you. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is accepting a status that deep inside you're not happy about either. So can you combat that? Absolutely. But that's one of the benefits, long-term benefits, that you don't fall into that trap of dad bod because you've kept yourself in decent shape. It does help to stay active and have a strict exercise regimen, whether you're 20, 30, 40, or 50. Your benefits are that you can have a life that is not, it's not necessarily free of pain, but it's more enjoyable because for your confidence, what you're trying to do in later on in life and enjoy yourself, those are great things to do and not worry about huffing and puffing and how you can't fit into a size 32, 34, 36, your pants and your waist get a little bit larger. You start trying to hide your body in your 40s and 50s because you need bigger clothes. I mean, that does shake a man's confidence. It's bad enough that you're aging then to get bigger clothes because you're out of shape. And speaking as a man, the same might be said of a woman. No woman wants to age. Ask any woman. If they do, they want it as minimal and as graceful as possible. So the two genders are the same. I mean, right here in Texas, you look around and I'm telling you, we see some women that will be made up and they still take pride in what they look like. That should also extend to what your body type is and what you're trying to do physically. So one of the major benefits too, is that it does create a great self-confidence and a great type of awareness as you get older that yes, the age will 
look a little bit different in the mirror when you look at your face. But the one thing you can control, even though you can't control time, you can control your weightlifting, your cardiovascular, your proper meal planning, and definitely your mindset. Real muscle lasts a lifetime. Not the fake muscle, not the stuff that's good for with illegal substances. That doesn't last a lifetime. Creating healthy habits now or 20 years ago will have its benefits when you are older and you're able to enjoy it more. Now, are you trying to get a six pack? Mm, eh, That's tough. Life does take over, so does age. Not everybody can have that. Genetically, congratulations. But can you have a flat stomach and feel confident in the clothes that you wear, whether you have a nice button-down shirt or just a regular t-shirt walking around in jeans? That's something you need to ask yourself. So real muscle, it is there. And how you define it is making sure that you create the foundations in the past. And even if you haven't, you can create them now. It's never too late. And it is a lifetime thing. And it shows. You may not be as defined as you were because of the skin is a little bit older and some wrinkles are there, but you still will retain some of that shape. And you may not have that six pack that you had, but it's still flat. Remember, we're not all meant to look like bodybuilders, but you want to make sure that you look healthy, are healthy, and you're actively healthy. And that's what you can do with real muscle. That's going to do it this week for Mindful Personal Training with Dr. Clint Cepeda. That's me, Dr. C. We appreciate all the support. And if you have any more questions, please do not hesitate to drop us a line. Stop by www.drclintcepeda.com. Cepeda, C-E-P-E-D-A. That gets misspelled all the time. We'll see you next week. Take care. Remember, stay healthy, stay well, and stay fit. Dr. Clint Cepeda has a research background in health science and exercise sports science with a focus in obesity and mindfulness. The statements made in this podcast are for educational and motivational purposes only.